You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And this is Adam. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, everybody. Hey, cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Welcome back. Long awaited. Right. And uh, here's to 2016. Uh, yeah, hey. no longer last this year. This is the first show of the new year. Uh, Everything's new. What? Speaking of new, what are we drinking today? This, uh, so we just got off of a holiday break full of gifts and family time mm. and friends. Mm. This yeah. is a gift from one of my friends, from nice. Mr. Chris Ratledge at DIT, I know. Yeah, he's in the film industry. Yeah, so this is Baker's, and it is 107 proof, age seven years. Nice. Yeah, Ooh. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. That's awesome. It's It's uh, got a little kick to it. It does got a little kick to yeah. it. Mighty tasty. But it Sour tastes good. Sour mash yeah. whiskey. It is good. I love it. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Chris. <sighs> thank yeah. you, Chris. Yeah, I'm like two glasses mm. in right now. I know. Feeling yeah. good. Yeah, so. we started a little early. We uh, did a little, <laughs> did a little uh, reunion, a little recap. Yeah, we, little, we caught up. Hey, so. guys. Welcome back. Yeah. Good to see you. So, yeah, I'm really excited about, about this year. I mean, it was it was a nice break. I mean, we were going pretty heavy. Yes. I mean, every week. Every week. Well, it's, I think it's going to continue I think, that way. And I think a lot of podcasts start. Yeah. And they get to show 10, show 12. They, they make it to maybe 20, 25. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. They run out of material. I mean, you can go to iTunes now and look at even some of the curated galleries, and the podcasts have just run out of steam. They They've stopped. stopped. Yeah. And even so, some of my tops, like yeah. Amer- American Cinematographer podcast. Absolutely. Like, you haven't seen an episode in months. Yeah. So I don't know. So we are here to tell everybody out there, do not worry. We are not going anywhere. No. We are just getting started, my friends. Yeah, absolutely. We are just getting started. 2016 is our year. So yeah, we're we're uh, we're excited about a lot of things. Um, actually, uh, before we got into the room, we just mm. screened our film Kill Game with Adam. We did. What do you think, buddy? I've 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 it? I've been changed as an individual from the core. <laughs> He's and, uh, full of it right now. <laughs> Actually, I think what he's full of is Baker's, and that yeah. might I know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Baker's number two uh, before coming no, into the No, honestly, show. honest opinion, yeah. this was your first screening, right out of the box. This is an assembly edit, straight right. from the script. Yep. Nothing was pulled, nothing was touched up on. It was, hey, here's the script, here's the film. It's there. Yep. I've been, so, so before, before the true up comment, hmm. I've been waiting for this to hit my plate <laughs> and have been excited to work on it anyway from reading the script from the table read and everything so i've been bought in and have been excited to see it yeah. so it lived up to that good it, it looks good it's going to be a good ride it's yeah. it's it, it it does what it's supposed yeah. to do the without me without me there. saying too much yeah. well and yeah. i think too that you know stone worth polishing to me the yes. hardest <laughs> to me the hardest thing about Doing a short film, especially in you know dealing with sort of non-celebrity talent, right? You're dealing with local talent. Yeah, is you know the big thing is can you get the performance? Can you get a performance out of the actors? Can you find the talent? Yeah, yeah. And what I've been so pleased with is you know we just we cast just a great group of characters. You, and, my friend, cast yeah. a great and group. And they, um, yeah. they, they're just really good. They're 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 passionate about what they do. No, they haven't gotten their huge break. They're not in Hollywood, but they're doing really cool stuff. I mean, Derek, yeah. one of our central characters, uh, Bauer, 
he was in the, the new Miles Davis movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a lawyer, right? Yeah, and so was yeah, the yeah. little girl. She was she played, I think, uh, Miles Davis's little girl. Wow, nice. So, um, and then the other two, uh, the other two guys were, uh, you know, they they live and work in Dayton, Ohio, and they they do theater. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, a really cool side story: our character Rooker, uh, his name's Dave Gaylor, and uh, you know what? I, I know Dave's a listener, so yeah. you know Dave, you did a killer job, buddy. Killed it. But um, you know, at the beginning, you know, Dave was one where I I couldn't quite get him where I wanted him to be, and I shared that with him and I challenged him. And the thing I loved about Dave is he he was willing to go wherever it took. Uh-huh. And within uh, probably about three weeks before the film, before we shot, yes, I get a text from Dave, and he says, um, "Hey, I hope you don't mind. I wrote." Uh, some backstory for my character. This wasn't for the script. This was just like yeah. his getting into to his get, character. Yeah. His research. And he get said, and by the way, I think I'm going to shave my head. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and so I, here I am when going like, oh my that. gosh, yeah. like you're like you're you're volunteering for this film. Huh. You're not getting paid. You're thrusting yourself into it. And now you're willing to like go full on method yeah. actor and like shave your head. To yeah. make a pretty permanent physical change. And I yeah. will tell you right now, he transformed out of all yes. the guys and, and girls in the cast he transformed from our first table read he became rooker oh and that was yeah, really cool it. to witness yeah yeah, yeah. So. It, it took it over the top yeah. but in general everybody just did a killer job i thought when it when it came to performance so. that was great yeah and, and I, I mean honestly there's there's length of lines you're not you're not cutting away uh-huh. I mean, there's some. Well, let me give you some insight. There's some work to be done well, on a lot of those. Well, Alex, break yeah, down well for the listeners the insight. These these guys and girls, the, the the cast, the main cast, the main three yeah. on day two, uh-huh. we, we could break down the days. That might be for another show, or we could do it now. But it's quick. But yeah. in once you break down the uh, the days real quick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So day one, basically, we did the first five pages and the last five pages, Correct. and it was all sticks and dolly. So the visual kind of theme basically they're all around a table and at some point throughout the conversation they all pick up their guns we've talked about it in previous episodes they're all sure. sent there to kill each they're other they're in a Mexican standoff yeah they're all in a Mexican yeah. standoff so when they pick up their guns it goes from lockdown everything's cool sticks and dolly to handheld right to a little, show gets yeah, real. a little more movement a yeah. little more Just, disarray yeah, nothing's stable yeah. there's a little bit of sure. uh, yeah what's going to happen next kind of a thing so day one was all about setting up that dolly yes. getting the shots lined up getting sticks, you know dolly yeah, all make the you secure so we shot the first five pages last five pages right day all in a block basically yep Day two was all the handheld stuff, which is the majority of the film. But not only was it handheld, but it was a three-way conversation. Now, yes. if you are not used to shooting conversations, typically it's a two-way street. Yeah. You got, you know, over one guy's shoulder, over the other guy's shoulder. Keep your, your line of- yep. uh, You know, not to cross your the line. Your 180 line. We got three. And- Four, That's fairly easy. Yeah. We did three. Well, f- if you count the interjections by the little girl and the, sure, yeah, you've got sure. four. But just between the three, that meant that we had to shoot the same scene huh. six different times. Actually, if you on my Instagram, I posted our little diagram that Yumi and Sarah, our producer, went through at the end of day one to go through all of our angles. Mm-hmm. And I think day two was something like twenty separate setups, maybe twenty five setups. Yeah, to even crazy. cover the conversation. It was crazy. Yeah. 
But I know at one point the main six angles, so over the shoulder of each character yep. twice, that segment was a 10-minute run in the script. Uh, no, hold on. It was eight because <laughs> we did over Bowers twice. That's correct. So it was eight setups. But we each, each of them were 10 minutes long. We ran the entire 10 middle eight or nine, 10 pages, which I think each take came out to 10 and a half minutes. Yes. We ran it two or three times per setup. And we had eight different setups. So, and that was all handheld with a 35, 40 pound camera rig. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, and yeah. the amazing thing though, to credit the talent again, is I mean, yeah. they very rarely missed a line. No, I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask. How, how, how oh. often did you get through the eight, 10 Dude, minutes? We have several of those yes. that are one takes. You, you could just run that, yeah. Where we literally, that's now granted, awesome. we were up against time where it was like we had to get uh, things done. Get but I was never at a point where I was like, I never had to settle. I never yeah. had to say, right. well, we don't have time. Let's move on. No. I was at a place where I was like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, back up, run that last second. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, it was, they were good. Very, very good. So they would run 11 minutes, 10 and a half minutes at a time and just rock it. That's yeah. They awesome. were crushing it. Really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, so you got two guys from a theater background, right? Yes. So inevitably. Three. Well, all three. three. All three. All three. three, three yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, they know what it's like. I mean, yeah. they're, you're doing an hour and a half play or whatever yeah. all yeah, the way got, through. No yeah, they can do 10 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. That's but, cool. So, it's fun. It's fun to be in this stage. But, you know, I, putting together the assembly edit, yeah. um, at this point, my brain is fried. Because you've seen it about 5,000 yeah. times. Yeah. I, yeah. There's nothing new or fresh about this no. film. After pre-production, production, and now editing it, I can no longer speak truth to it. Yeah, right now you hate it. It's the worst film. Y- on the you planet. think it's, <laughs> <laughs> but given a few weeks or a week or so, you're going to take a few steps back. Well, I just I come think, back and be like, oh I think my God. for me, yeah. it's going to like I can't wait until we get a lock that I can hand off to Adam. Yeah. So then I can just disappear, and then at some point in time, work on Adam soundscape. magically will say, yeah. "Hey, I've got something for you." Yes. And then all of a sudden, it's new again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be real. You know. Yeah. So, but what is your you know from you know for, so for the listeners. So you've seen this film, you've seen the assembly, you've got it there. It's got basically the lav mics and the overhead mic. Yeah. So how how are you going to approach it? Because you essentially all you really have is like the dialogue audio. Yeah. So so what's going to be like? What's going to be your process? Are you going to like? How does that work for you? Like you're yeah. you're going to assemble a bunch of environmental sounds and like you're going to build the bass first, then add the exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. So well, first off, me and you're going to sit down and talk. Music cues, what takes priority when, mm-hmm. um, and and what needs to be where. But once once I know what needs to be real and what isn't, then it'll be a pre-dub process, right? So we'll be assembling all the Foley sounds, which Foley we need, what Foley we don't, get all that in there. Um, separate process. Someone will be working a dialogue pre-dub to you know choose mics and clean all that up, strip everything out of it before we can build the environment back up behind it. So, I mean, from a Foley standpoint, any movement we need, Pre-dubs, no mix, just get it placed. Um, any sound effects, anything that's above and beyond, um, we'll go on top of that. Any sort of like sting stuff that isn't music will go in. Sure. Um, and get pre-dubbed. We'll probably have choices sitting there on top of each other. So when we sit down, sit down, it'll be this, this, or this. Ooh, I like right. this one. Um, or I'll just keep them hidden and we'll see if there's choices. <laughs> um, and then from there, it's, you know, once I have all the pre-dubs sitting happy, Right then, it will be a pretty hefty mix. I mean, in this one, for for the as as 
simple as the diner scene might seem, there's a whole lot of what's real and what isn't right. that's going to be happening in this. Yeah. It's going to be really cool that, that that we'll be able to take them on a trip of, oh, yeah, we're back to the diner. We've still been in the diner the whole time. Yeah. Right. But but you're going to be you're going to be forced to focus on certain things at times. So mm. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. To, you know, when is it the right time to hear that refrigerator buzz in the background? Exactly. You know, For yeah, sure. does the AC kick on or does yeah. the heater kick on or does the yeah. you know, does the chair squeak or you know, when he moves yeah. and wiggles, would there be a chair squeak, right? Yeah. Those are the things that uh, Only in a gap. dreams are made of. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. So anyway, that's what's going on, man. That's what's yeah. top of mind. For sure. Uh, what else is going on, man? This is the new year. Well, I, I mean, in reference to that, we uh, there's a bunch of new movies out. There is. Speaking, it's not just about our. It's movie. It's not about our movie, but <laughs> yeah. to tie it into our movie, one that you've seen recently that I haven't seen that you said reminded you of our movie. Yeah, absolutely. Was Tarantino's new one, The Hateful Eight. Yeah, base, which again is single location. It's basically the same yeah. movie. <laughs> single location, a bunch of killers. To, yeah. That's a lot more people. Well, though. it's it's funny. So. It's funny. I went to go see. <laughs> I went to go see Hateful Eight, and you know, I love I love Tarantino. If you're a filmmaker, how can you not love the guys? It's it's just that quality sort of you know kitschy independent cinema. Yeah. Um, but you know, he opens up with this what feels like a five minute. Dolly pullback shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like so long, and it's it's an exterior, and it, there's a there's a covered wagon, and it's pretty epic, and it's it's pretty cool, and um and then from there, basically, this covered wagon goes on a journey. You meet some characters, almost like a road movie. They've got some you know lengthy dialogue, a, a la Tarantino style, in the carriage, um and then you end up in a cabin mm-hmm. with these other new characters, and then the story unfolds, and literally. The whole entire film is just people talking in a cabin. Exactly. So to some people, this sounds horrible. <laughs> like to my wife, she would she would hate this movie. Yeah, I don't think Chris she would, like would it. <laughs> hate this movie. It's just people talking in a cabin. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's people that like like those types of movies. There's people that like the yeah. go 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 action, cut cut cut, show me, don't say it sort For of sure. movies. And this is definitely this, say don't show. This is yeah. a film where it's it's really the art of storytelling, and you're really just watching characters on a screen tell a much broader story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool, and it's it's but, very lengthy and it's very intricate, and things start coming together. Then as the stories unfold, the characters in the room start to matter more, mm. and then you're like, oh, that's not so and so. That's this guy. Oh crap! And then gotcha. it all unfolds, and it, so, it becomes really fun. Did you see the? Uh, "Quote unquote roadshow seventy mil no, print version or no, the digital? I, I did, but there was okay. a couple guys who were on the Kill Game crew who yeah. saw it. Um, yeah. I know Borgman um, for sure, and uh, I almost saw it. A couple other people drove um, up to Cleveland to see it. Yeah. So you saw it digital? I just saw it. You look, here's the thing, man. Yeah. As an aside, I I am not. I don't get caught up in in that crap. For sure. Give, if it's a great, you know, if it's a great song. I'll listen to it on a on a crappy MP3 if it's a great song, versus a bad song on an awesome audiophile vinyl. Blah blah blah. Like yeah. I just don't get caught up in the pretentiousness of some of that stuff. I'm okay. sure it was amazing at 70 mil, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: like it was, it's going to be good wherever you watch it. Like no I've watched great films on really crappy TVs in bad hotels that are still great films. 
Well, I mean, then you could go to yeah. the, you know the argument for the Sundance film, like uh, you know the shot on the iPhone. Yeah, and Tangerine. It, yeah, if it's a good story, it's a good story. Period. But yeah. I thought it was cool, and this is in you know all the filmmaking news and the forums yeah, yeah. and all. These... Yeah, and it's there's so, a lot of romanticism with for, that stuff. Yeah, and for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Tarantino and his cinematographer Robert Richardson shot The Hateful Eight on what's called Super Panavision Super Seventy system. Right. Which is sixty mi- sixty five millimeter film, yep, with a crazy stop. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when film goes through a magazine. Uh, but sixty five mil film with a like crazy anamorphic, sure lenses. They're like one point two five crop. Anyway, the aspect ratio comes out super wide, two point seven six to one, and they actually projected this thing in seventy millimeter film at like a hundred theaters sure nationwide but here's the thing i don't really understand like i I feel like that type of wide frame Mm -hmm. really you get the biggest bang in exteriors that's why you have all the omnimax and the nature films and you got all this stuff that's like bigger than life his whole film happens in a barn. Well, what's happening on the side, though? But so what's, nothing. It, so it's really just guys in the middle. Nothing. It's guys talking. Some but kick-ass setting. Just conversations. Yeah. <laughs> to completely disrupt that. <laughs> completely disrupt that. I was I was reading an interview with Tarantino and Richardson about how they utilize that format, that ultra-wide format. Even So what they said is on wide lenses, close up, your medium shot is actually a wide shot. You've got, yes, the medium of the man, but on the edges of the frame, sure. you're seeing four other people. So you're keeping Correct. tabs on the dude in the way back of the cabin. So that's yes. what I'm wondering. And that's that's I what mean, I'm they wondering. They utilize like, that, it... that wide scope okay. in order to fit like five main characters yes, in one frame. Yes, in theory. Yes. In theory. In practice, just a couple of dudes talking in a room. Like yeah. visually, it's just a barn. Like it's a it's a cabin. Yeah. Like there's maybe it was. Hey, there's some wood beams. So subliminal, you didn't even realize. Uh, Imagine uh, what you missed on your screen when yeah. you saw it. What happened? There was like a party going on on the sides. So <laughs> and here's the thing. See. Here's the funny thing to get to Brandon's point is like when this comes out of theaters, ninety percent of people will watch it on their freaking iPad or their cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna like it. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna be like, oh, it's oh, great. Man, I love did it. you see that 70 mil print to digital conversion on my iPhone? <laughs> yeah. Looked great on my retina. Oh, so I mean, pixels. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. It's you know relevant to talk about. I'm gonna go ahead and say I just thought it was cool. I'm gonna go ahead and make a claim. 2016 filmmakers drinking bourbon. Brandon's first big claim of the year. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna go ahead and claim it right and now. We can put a Twitter poll out what? on this once. Here we- it goes right now. <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. Cameras don't matter. You've already made that claim. But I agree. Was that like claim five of 2015? Was that Although I will say I really like shooting on that area less. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so to kick it back to kill game. Cameras don't matter, but I would yeah. like to shoot every project on area Alexa. So to go back to, to kill game, we ended up shooting uh, thanks to our friends at the camera department here in Cincinnati. Yay. Ben and Mal. Yeah, we shot. Uh, Who were trying to get on the show. Yeah, we need to get them. But on these show. guys, man, yeah. they're like in the Stone Age. No, on, they ben run a great, great shop. They have all the great gear. But they ended up. Uh, we worked with them. We rented from them the Area Alexa with Cook S4 lenses, some filters, and all the all the gear to support it. And Brandon fell in love from day one. He looked at the monitor. Yeah, and it's went, like film- oh, it's like filming with. Oh a, my god! It's like filming with like a Kenmore oven. <laughs> it's, just, it's like this massive, just like 
just manly. Well, you're coming from like the C100 oh, in the 5D. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Brandon <laughs> fell in love, and now I'm trying to work it into every future project from here on out. I've but, got a basis now. <laughs> so how how heavy was it to shoot handheld on that? I'd have to you? ask. So my AC Wu, uh, Michael Wooten, yeah. Wu Tang here in Cincinnati. I could ask him. He probably knows the more way, but it's like 35, 40 pounds. I'll kit it out with the nice. camera, the lenses, the map box, the external monitor, all the crap. Yeah. What did your chiropractor have to say about it? Yeah. Oh, he How'd says my fare? back. <laughs> I, I think my back's supposed to look like a money sign, right? You know? <laughs> Just curves and bars. Nice. And, yeah. Anyway, it, it was good. Uh, but anyway, long story short, cameras, great film. Cameras matter a lot. Great. Yeah. Claim number one uh, for Alex yeah. of 2016. No. Great, I, great film, though. Yeah. Great film, Hateful yeah. Eight. Uh, I, the, those of you that love backstories and dialogue and just witty lines and classic Tarantino dialogue, you're going to love it. Those of you who like to see action and movement, you're going to hate it. Mm. Yep. Because it's what? Like two forty-five, almost three long. hours long. It's a Whoa. long, really. Yeah, yeah it's a long movie of people talking. The roadshow nice. version's over three hours with an intermission and a musical overture. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but might, that's over. I think it's over now. I think it's done. Yeah. No, I might drive so, to Cleveland for that. I was thinking about for it for the overture, but that'd be a twelve-hour yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> three and a half hours up, three and a half hours for the movie, three and a half hours back. <laughs> I mean, Plus lunch. I mean, same amount of time people spent watching Star Wars. Well, that's one day. Oh, uh, he just brought it, up right? Star Wars. Ooh. Which actually, oddly enough, you saw as a double feature with Hateful Eight, right? Yeah, I went back <laughs> to back. Yeah. yeah. I went to see Star Wars with the fam, yep. and I I wanted to see Hateful Eight. I knew I wasn't going to – I wanted to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. and I knew it just like – Rachel, I knew she wouldn't like it, so I knew she wasn't going to go with me. The kids obviously can't see it, so I was like, you know what? We're already here. Like it's all stay. like we went to a seven o'clock Star Wars. Like I've got forty five minutes, and this other movie starting. Like we drove separate. She took the kids home. I grabbed a bourbon, and then boom, I started eight four eight. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice. long night. So Star yeah. Wars. What? Okay, I Brandon. For everyone that doesn't know, hates. Anything with robes, I hate robes, anything that deals with mysticism and sci-fi and yep. all this fantastical crap. I hate robes. He hates robes. Robes, yeah, I it's think? Like it's a, a big it's, deal. Yeah, for it's like a thing. Yeah, like he won't even wear a robe at home. It's because a huge turnoff. Like why I, is it, why I can't. Is it so either way, despite all that, what what were your impressions? I loved it. Really? I did. Really? I did. Going I, on record. I am going on record. I will say that it was of all the Star Wars movies, it was the least superhero e, yeah, Star Wars in my opinion. And you saw the rest? Yeah. Wow, that's it surprising. was um, the least roby. I was going to say, how did the robe settle was, with it, you? It yeah. actually was like the main. So the main character, um, cloaky, if I will. Well, yeah. the main character, uh, she was actually pretty fashionable. Like her mm. garb was, I wouldn't call it a robe. It was yeah. like. She had like a little belt around the middle. She's yeah. kind of cute though. Yeah, and she had like um, wraps. Yeah, her yeah. name's Ray, and she's cool. And uh, I don't know, man. It was it was good. Like uh, I think the thing that I really liked about it was, and maybe it just tapped into my nostalgia as a kid. I remember seeing Return of the Jedi at the theater when I was like five or six, and it kind of you know it was like kind of yep. made a big impression. And then the new Star Wars, so episodes one through three, 
I watched with my son, and they're just horrible. Mm. Yeah, it's just people yeah. in robes walking with screen wipes. Is that they're just walking <laughs> and they're like, "Hello, Mister Yoda, screen wipe. Yeah. Hello, Master So and So, time screen to consult wipe. the Senate. Hello, yeah. I'm wearing a robe, <laughs> screen wipe. We are at the Senate. It was horrible. Yeah, and." So the this one, the Force Awakens, goes back to the old school of the of the the original or the middle three. Yep, and still a lot of screen wipes. I will say there's definitely some screen wipes, but yeah. not as many, I don't think. And most of it, and Alex can speak to this more, appeared to look like it was shot more practical and less green screen. Yeah, which I appreciated. Mm. Which and that was J.J. Abrams. Uh, and yeah. um, so anyway, I loved it. It was witty. It was funny. It was very surface. If you're looking for an in-depth sci-fi film, you're not going to find it in Force Awakens. If you're looking for a campy Star Wars traditional '70s film, you're going to love it. Yeah, not even that campy. I will say there are some. Deep, yeah, it's campy. There are some deep moments where you come out of the theater and you, you still have a lot of questions. What are they going to reveal in the next one? Sure. Who is this person? Why did they introduce this person? Where's this person? What's going on? It's going to be good. But campy humor, kind of. Yes. Yeah. But to go to your practicality. <laughs> Yeah, Chewy. I mean, it's the same dude, like seven foot tall uh, guy that played him forever. Seriously? Yeah. Same Chewy. Still around. Uh, but to go back to your practicality thing, uh, I remember we talked on the phone right after you watched it, and you're like, man, CG's so good. That BB 8 looked great. Is a CG character. Yeah, I thought he was a. It was a it was a thing. Yeah, and BB-8 is like the new R2D2. Is the new droid a ball rolling Super ball? Super lovable. And they actually crafted this thing real. It's a remote control robot that rolls through the desert. Yeah. And I'm sure it's CG in a few scenes where it's not practical, but for the most part he was there on set. That's crazy. Which That's is cool. Awesome. Yeah. They're going and you back can to buy the your style. own BB eight. You can't add like sharper image and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So sharper image if you're looking for a sponsor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it kind of blew my mind the uh that, that was real. It it's is pretty real. Yeah, it's it like a feels, magnetic yeah, yeah. thing that holds the head onto the ball and yeah, rolls around. It took two controllers. You can look at the BTS yeah. Have I you seen it? Though. No, not yet. Oh. I, you know, I'm I'm weighing it. I I need to. I've got a five year old. Yeah. Who, who has has seen enough ads? You got to go. And I got. I'm like. I'm like, man. Do I do I go myself? Check it out and see if it's cool for him, or do I just go no, and just, cover has, his eyes? The question is, has your five year old oh, seen their other ones? No, we. I think we. There is nothing. There's yes. nothing. I don't have them. I need to that will them. occupy what two days you're. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. As a father, yeah. and my son's seven. My youngest. I don't think there's anything in the Force Awakens that I wouldn't want any kid ever to see. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's like it's not even that violent. Like, yeah. like a stormtrooper gets shot by like a laser gun, and he like one shot, and he's like, "Whoa!" He, like, spoiler alert. <laughs> he like falls over, Storm. right? Lasers? Like that was, like, that was the thing. Lasers? That was the thing. What's me and my that was the thing. Me and my wife were talking about. I was like, the stormtroopers have like this awesome armor that is like nah, useless. It's plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're pawns. But They're pawns. traditional bullet weaponry can't penetrate it. Yeah. It yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. So know. in case they come across like somebody from 2015, <laughs> yeah. then they'll they then they're Earth. unstoppable. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the so, earthlings are intervening. They're like yeah. a god. They yeah. will not destroy us. We have our plastic armor. <laughs> <laughs> but a laser weapon. Oh god, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, great movies. There's a lot. Did you like more? I loved it, dude. Oh, yeah. you know me. Well, I didn't know. I thought maybe you, it wasn't sci-fi enough because, like, you know. No, I thought it was a great, like, character story. Like the the characters were really well done. They're I know. I really cared. Backstories. I actually cared about them. Yeah, you start to care, but you start to wonder why, how. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't give anything away, but they're 
backstories that are withheld. And it, it the next one is going to connect a lot of dots. That's going to make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, no, I loved it. I thought it was really well shot. Dan Mendel, I think, was the DP, did a great job. Again, shot on film. Like, they went back to the old style. Uh, like, the, you know, four, five, and six, and shot on film on 35-millimeter nice. anamorphic. It looks fantastic. It uh, looks like they did a lot of matte paintings for the background. I, I think so, too. That, yeah, it looks yeah. like it. So. The backgrounds hmm. looked really good. Um, they went completely back to the old yeah. style. And it was cool because you saw, like, in the desert where this one picks up, you saw a lot of the wreckage from prior films. So you would yeah. see, like, a giant AT-AT, uh, AT, you know, yeah. it was cool. like wreckage, a Star Destroyer, yeah. like, nosedive into in a planet. Desert, yeah, yeah. it's great. I loved rad. it, dude. Cool. And I, I can't wait. I can't I mean, wait for the episode eight. The, 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 the fact that the, the nostalgia they could play up on these... On this batch, is yeah. is is a no brainer. Well, they I, had the chance with the first three, <laughs> and yeah, I ruined, I tweeted yeah. I tweeted out, and I'll I'll publicly go on record and say this that uh, I just feel like George Lucas, you know, like his time's up, and he should yeah. never be allowed to touch this ever again. Well, <laughs> and the first the first three Phantom Menace and all that stuff, he just yeah. he botched because he was the writer and the director, etc. Yeah. All the best films are directed by somebody else. Yeah, this you know, is the if last you look two. at uh, you know, well, no, Empire's, even the even the original. That's what I mean. Empire Strikes yeah. Back and Return, Return of the Jedi, Jedi are directed all, yeah. by someone else. Yep, and he had co writers on those. Yes. and so I just feel like you know, one guy can't do it all. You know, I've learned that yeah. in my life, and yeah. I think that you know that's one thing that he tried to do. Unless with, your name's Steven Soderbergh. Then you can well, do it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, I agree. He's he's done. But he did. He you know sold his soul uh, to give it up, right? So he gave it all to Disney. And now um, he just like bathes in and, money, which is funny because everyone was worried. They're like, like, oh god, it's going to Disney. They're Disney's gonna, awesome, dude. They're gonna Disneyfy it, and it's gonna be all childlike. But no, they like let the actual filmmaker J.J. Abram. Abrams have yeah. his way and like do his thing. Wait, and it came out great. There's no singing in it. There's <laughs> only two musical. Yeah, two musical. Yeah, there's only two musical. You know, uh, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of childlike, you know what Disney was awesome at? Huh? By creating the uh, Star Wars Disney Infinity Edition. Oh, it's it's actually really. Is fun. your little boy like? Yeah, we it? it's well, it's just I love playing it with him. It's really really like there's adults who've reviewed the game who are like, this is the best Star like. People say it's better than even the PlayStation Battlefront. Wow. It's that good. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's that much cool. it's about gameplay fun and it's just that fun to play. And it's just it's all the characters, the way the mm. artwork, it's really cool. Man. Yeah, they're tying so in everything to Star Wars now. I mean, you walk through any Walmart and you see yes. Star Wars potato chips. Oh, yeah, Star it's... Wars like lounging loafers and yeah. Star Wars bourbon probably. You know. Ooh. Knows? That'd be something worth getting a hold of. Yeah, yeah. that's some Star the Wars chicken awakens. soup. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, you are on a roll this year. <laughs> uh, wow. Don't yeah. burn it all up now. Speaking this is that, a long yeah. year. You oh, know, it's gonna yeah. it's burned out already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's more. Day I mean, four. there's a ton coming up. You know, we won't get into it now. But you know, the Oscars are coming up. We've got yep. the mm-hmm. end of the year push. You know, in 2015 year. All these great movies coming out. Yeah, these I've got huge a name huge, directors. I have a big list of movies I want to see, and me as big well. List. And um, I know the short lists are out. I'm not going to go into that. And then we've got the announcements coming soon for uh, people that are actually up for the awards. And it's I think it's going to be a good fight. 
There's some really solid yeah. films out. My film yep. list, I've got all sorts of stuff. I, I spent some time over the holidays just looking at the trailers on iTunes. Yeah, uh, I'll just throw out a couple um, that I think are interesting. Maybe you, you can check out. There's a little uh, indie film called Band of Robbers, and I, I think it's directed by the guy who does like Drunk History. Really? Nice. Yeah, and it looks really it really looks fun. I, I really want to see The Big Short. Yeah, that's getting a lot of talk. Me too. Yeah. Um, I want to see Chirac. Yep. Um, the Revenant, obviously, people are going crazy about. Yeah. Um, there's this little indie film called The Room. It's about this uh, mom and, and boy who get trapped by this guy. It's the real life story based on the, the some guy who kidnapped the girl and the Great. kid for like yeah ten years or something. Yeah. And she essentially raises this kid to think that In his reality isolation. is all he knows. Yeah. It's just the room. So he when he wow. finally gets out, he's like, "Wow, look at this green grass! Like it's like a whole new world." It's supposed to be great. Um, wow. So that's that looks interesting. I want to see Victoria, mm. which they're kind of saying, "Hey, um, hey, Birdman, you're not the only one who can do a continuous shot film." Yeah. And it looks pretty interesting, kind of a uh, German sort of uh, Run Lola Run type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a film. I saw a preview at us. Was it a hateful wait for nice guys? It's got, nice um, guys. it's got, um, it's like a buddy cop film thing. And it's got, a um, Russell Crowe paired with, uh, what's his name? Heartthrob. All the girls like my wife loves him. Oh, there's quite a few of those. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Right. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And they're Russell like, Russell uh, Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's like a private detective and Russell Crowe's like a heavy, and he wow. hires Ryan Gosling to like sort of figure out this girl's story, and along the way they just like screw things up and people die, and Whoa. it looks pretty fun. Who uh, do you know who directed good. that one? No, I have to look it up. But it looks pretty good. I'll look it up while you guys chit chat. Yeah. No, that sounds. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Is there any, any on your list? Yeah. Well, Star Wars. Really? Oh, it's got to be on the list. Yeah. You know, that's that's there. Which is up. here. I will say this before you continue. That's actually up for uh, a few of the kind of Academy. Different uh, all the tech artistic, stuff, I'm sure. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's up yeah. for like visual effects and editing, and for yeah. for different societies. Well, I'd, cool. I'd so expect it. Yeah, so. I mean that's there's the 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 I don't want to say unpublicized. The trade style yeah. awards are the ones that exactly. I geek out. American about. cinematographer yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So by the way, it's uh, Nice Guys is directed by Shane uh, Black. Oh, Iron Man Three, yeah, Kiss yeah, yeah, Kiss, yeah. Lethal Weapon, Last Boy Scout. Very cool. Um, so he's the director, and it's it's uh, it looks really good. Yeah, so he's it's got that action just, comedy background. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a buddy film comedy with these guys. Interesting. <laughs> it's got that seventies vibe. Yeah, it's nice. fun. Yeah. So nice. check it out if you're uh, if you're listening. Those were a couple films you might want to check out. Yeah. Watch the trailers. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Alex? Anything? No. You're looking all Adam was saying he's got Star Wars and anything that's, else. That's well, that's all I can like. <clears throat> I want to say like logically commit to. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> Aside from all the kids' shows. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, well yeah, you, guys are, uh, you guys are, you're, you're having another kid, aren't you, yeah. at that point? Yeah, one on the way you're in, in like, like uh, three months. full dad mode. Yeah, yeah. so you're it's nest- Are you nesting right now? You're nesting. No, no, I'm fixing my bathroom. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. That's yeah. nesting, yeah. 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 Collecting fibers for yeah. his nest. You're nesting yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, for number three. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be a little bit different around our house, I that's think, awesome, with one man. more. But yeah, it'll be It'll be a lot of that's fun. That's cool. I've got like so, two cats, so that's something. That's, that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've um, got a ways. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there are a lot of yeah. films that I want to see. Um, despite all the controversy, I do want to see The Revenant mm-hmm. uh, in your E.T.'s film. And I'm sure you, you guys have heard about that, right? Yeah, people like walking off the set. 
they, I mean, they had a lot of changeover with the crew. Yeah, I heard people, like they said the conditions were ridiculous. Yeah, and a lot of people are up Snowstorms, in arms. Snowstorms, 20-hour days, like just. Lots of the union people and stuff are up in arms about the conditions and, you know, yeah. putting people's lives in danger in order to achieve, quote, unquote, art. You Which know. makes me want to see, see exactly. the movie yeah, yeah, even more. Exactly. If it's that. And again, th- it, that could also be hype, right? That could all be, be the hype machine it chatting. It could be, but I mean, I've read read and listened to interviews with, like Lubezki, the cinematographer, is talking about a specific scene where Leonardo DiCaprio's character has to eat a bison liver, right? And so they had a rubber one on set, and he's chewing away at it. And they've only got two takes to do this thing while the light's right because this entire film was shot using natural light other than one sequence, which is you know kind of gimmicky but right. kind of awesome as well. Yeah. So they've got two takes to shoot this sequence where he eats a bison liver. So he's chewing away on the rubber one, and the performance, I guess, isn't there to Leo's liking and his standards. So he leans over, and he's like, hey, do we have the real one? Do we have the real bison liver, like the real with the blood and the veins and everything? And they're like, yeah, we got it, but I don't know if that's exactly a good idea. You're a vegetarian, and this is something foreign entering your body. Acting! Yeah. I'm, so he's like, no, characters you know, <laughs> screw this. I'm doing it. This has got to look real. So he bites into the liver and there's blood going everywhere and they're on like a 20 some mil lens right up in his face and Lubezki's like yeah you can see it like he hates this taste and it's disgusting and it shows the roughness of the way that these guys live back then you know this guy's struggle so I don't know it could be really cool but it also could be just a huge I hope he gets an Oscar I don't know how did he he not get one for Wolf of Wall Street gosh you know, yeah, that was... I just feel like he's been robbed several times. He still he doesn't have an Oscar, right? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's Leo. I mean, he's done some really great stuff. No, no Oscar. I hope he gets it on this one. Yeah, well, they, I mean, there's a couple people in the industry like that. On my end, you know, you've got Deacons, yeah. who's still, you know, has yet to yet to win all these nominations and no wins. So he's yeah. up this year for Sicario. I'm gonna say. Well, well I'm not. I'm, I can't say he's up for it, but he will be. I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I feel like that could be in the bag. It's because that's so. So, have you seen Sicario? No, no. that's my. That's one. I was it's, looking for it. The other I think day, it's out yeah. in February. Yeah. Don't quote me, but I think it's out in February on Blu-ray. That's yeah. without even researching it. You well, you, well, yeah. you referenced yeah. the soundtrack for the yeah, for Kill yeah. Me. I mean, I've I seen, told you I've, to check I've, it out. I've seen a few scenes. Of, just yeah, hearing like, the soundtrack alone, it's yeah, like, like, oh, I need to see that. It's yeah. kind of yeah. drones and yeah, you know, Builds. it's really yeah. intense. But yeah. cinema, cinematographically, it's really good. Just is natural. A, is that a word? Cinematographically? Yeah. Well, it should be. If it's not. <laughs> um, Alex Elkins just uh, coming up with words here. Cinematographically, for it. I'm sure that's real. So. Anyway, uh, you should check it out. Yeah. So, no, there's again. a lot of lot of great stuff happening uh, out in the film world. A lot of great stuff's gonna be happening on this podcast. We do. We were just talking uh, at lunch before we came over mm-hmm. about what we have in front of us. We've already got almost a quarter of of the year scheduled out. Scheduled out. We've got some really awesome shows. Yeah. It's almost like we're trying to do it right. <laughs> you know? Who would have thought? You know. Um, one of the things that, that I, I want to tease out is we are going to feature some of our more obscure <laughs> listenership. We are. We are going to. We've got a, a title for a it. Lot I don't of, know if we should yeah, now, A lot of yeah. people on their podcast would want to highlight their top listenership, right? Like, yeah. these are the people who listen the most. 
but you already know that. I mean, people get exposed yeah. to that already. The top listenership yeah. here in in in, in FDB podcast is. land is New York filmmakers, LA, LA filmmakers, Cincinnati because yeah. we're based here. Yeah. But what you don't you know, know what the environment's like. What you don't know is the most obscure. Yes. And, and that's it's what we're going to do. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Just wait. That's this month, by the way. Yeah, actually, January. Next week. Yeah, we're going through our our obscure. I'll just use that word. Obscure listenership. Our last three most obscure listenership. Yeah. We might only have one listener. Is it safe to say that they're accidental listenerships? You know, we don't they, know. Like they, they stumbled it accidentally. We don't know. It These could matter. be dedicated listeners right. in some of the most obscure places. Yeah. There's like that one dude in the spot that he tunes in every week yeah. from this random spot. And we're talking global here. We're not talking Yeah, these are not local. in the United States. Right. These so. are the far reaches of the earth is where we've reached exactly. to with this podcast. And we are going to highlight them. They are getting, they are so obscure. They're getting a whole episode. <laughs> yes. And what's going to happen is you're going to learn about the geography, film industry Ooh, there. Film industry. So first of all, where it's at, the film industry there, their cultural drink, industry, drink of choice. Maybe? We're going to pull yeah, out yeah. films that you would never see before. Yes. And we're going to recommend them to you to watch. And they're going to be amazing. Yeah. We're just broadening your uh, your mental horizon. So I'm really excited about that. It, yeah. And then yeah. we also, we also uh, thanks yeah, to absolutely. Adam, he connected us. We're going to kick off the month of February with Kristen Irwin from the Cincinnati from, Film Commission. Yeah. She's yes. got lots of good insights. She's in right? your she's in the in this building, right? She's yeah, she's she's upstairs. Oh, that's who's she, pounding on the floor telling she, she knows gotcha. knows her bourbon. Yeah. She's smart about that and has brought a few, actually quite a few pretty good productions to yeah, Cincinnati. One, so of she's which, got some... one of which is nominated, is yeah. going to be nominated. Carol. Right? So yes. Carol, uh, I was just seeing you know, the yep. ASC kind of industry awards. Ed Lackman, hmm? the cinematographer for that, is up for uh, a bunch of stuff. So here we, yeah. have, yeah. we have a major film, Carol, that's going to get you know, nominated for yeah. Oscars and that sort of thing. Filmed in Cincinnati, Ohio, home of FDB yes. Podcast, and the probably one of the single people re, uh, responsible for bringing those films here and really getting them organized is the head of the Cincinnati Film Commission, Kristen Irwin. Yeah, and yeah. she's going to be able to speak to the tax incentives and how that drives business Absolutely. here. How we're able to kind of yeah. extend that and yeah, and build honestly, up our base. you'd be surprised when when she talks about it about who can actually take advantage of that. Yeah. It's not it's not too far fetched. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be a good conversation. Well, and that's what's really I'm exciting. And here. so and I'm excited because this show has lacked a female presence. I'm not I afraid know. to say it. I. No, I'm ashamed I almost. We, that we talked we about it. Have not been able to land more female filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, look at who's sitting in this room right now. Three men, three guys drinking bourbon, drinking bourbon. Yeah. Yes, we need that counterbalance to and, all the testosterone in this room. And guess what? We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Yeah, we are. The whole month of February. Yep. All female guests. Boom. All the time. Yep. And we've got art director, we've got a producer, and yep. we have a. Bourbon aficionado, a women's bourbon club. Yes, called the Fifty One Percenters. Fifty One Percenters. Yeah, solely women's bourbon club. Yeah. Pretty cool. We met them actually at the Watershed kickoff event for yeah. the bottled uh, old fashioned. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, it's gonna be a good a month. lot of exciting things happening. A lot of cool things that we're rolling out. And yep. uh, again, we're working right now on new relationships within the industry with brands, bourbon brands, filmmaking yep. brands. We're just we're excited. And then while we're at it, since we already spoke about the whole having a quarter 
scheduled out. We'll go into March and we'll say that we've got uh, industry, local industry guests. Yeah. Right. So we're going to do this whole kind of tales from the crew. Yeah. Grips, gas, kind of deal. Yeah. Script supervisors. So the people that actually make the films happen and the productions come to life, we're going to get their side of it and hear some. Their, we're yeah. going to hear some horror stories. Yeah. War stories. Some yeah. war stories. Some funny tales. Exactly. Some yep. things that you wouldn't think about. Yeah. Have them give a definition of their job. Maybe some of the more obscure positions that you don't know exactly what they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be yeah. going to be good. Maybe a best boy. Maybe a best boy. Maybe an electrician. Yeah. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Electrician, electrician. Uh, they, they operate the camera, right? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. So who knows? They just shout speed, right? Speed. For them guys. Yeah. It's going to be a good show. So we've got a good first quarter lined up. Season two. Season yeah. two. Here we are. Season Take two. 2016. Filmmakers drinking bourbon. Everybody, we are back and excited. Yeah. So I want to throw out one more thing uh, before we before we wrap it up here. I actually, this is my I'll, I'll give it a, br- a bragging moment here, if you will. Uh, I actually got the it's chance. A new segment. Do we have cue music for this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ba-da-da-da. It's Alex and he's bragging. Exactly. Alex. No, I wanted to because he. Uh, <laughs> so I got I got interviewed and I got the chance to talk to another podcast. Oddly enough. Wait, who are they? Cinematography. So it's a podcast called Capturing Light. Were they as good looking as us? I didn't actually get to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you, there's no way. <laughs> um, so the guy, his Sounds name is good. Les Gaddis, and he's got a, a podcast called Capturing Light. And he hit Ooh. me up nice. because he saw my work on Vimeo and Instagram and a couple other social media outlets cool. and said, hey, dude, let's, uh, let's talk about cinematography. So we did. And I talked about a few projects I did with uh, Brad Gollowin, a few music video things. And then he, uh, a couple, like a week prior to our interview, found filmmakers drinking bourbon online <laughs> via the connections. Yeah. He's like, what the heck? What, what is this thing? And so we went into that on the episode and actually talked about it. And, That's cool. Do you yeah. know what episode it is on his? I think it's episode 17. So okay. it's, the, it's the most recent episode now on Capturing Light. If you type in Capturing Light on iTunes, uh, you'll find it. Yeah. You can hear the conversation. That's great. So yeah. people can get Alex Elkins in two places. They can. Back-to-back yes, episodes. I know. It's, isn't all it sad Alex, that it's not 10 places, right? Wow. Well, I mean. Yeah. And next yeah. week we're going to launch a new podcast <laughs> called. Like, I got all I want. <laughs> called. It's Alex. That's <laughs> the spragging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I did Buttons this and lenses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because that's the style of music I like. Uh, either way. So screw Brandon. Screw Adam Kleiman. <laughs> go check out Les's podcast, Capturing Light. And yeah, uh, I'm going to sign off here. So Screw you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. Uh, that's exciting to hear. We're uh, we're thrilled that uh, you're expanding your base and yeah. sharing your knowledge, man. There's a bunch of cool podcasts out there. We love you. That's one of them. We love to see you shine, Alex. Really? We'll see uh, if I ever bring bourbon again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been great. It's been uh, a wonderful kickoff of the new year. And, uh, you know, hopefully... Hopefully, uh, this next episode, we're all going to be surprised at what we find in the most obscure places of the earth. You and I have got some research to do. Oh, we got to get to work. work. We, we've got some digging. We got to get to work. Yeah. So, so I'm excited. Hope you all are excited. I'm excited. I'm really? excited about the type of alcohol spirits we're going to find in these places. 
That kind Just of frightens me, honestly. Just right. You know, we've got this uh, scorpion blood cocktail. What we're gonna what we're gonna find out is there's gonna be a direct correlation to download speeds, bandwidth, and like availability of quality spirits. Yeah, that is is just not gonna be in our favor. So, uh, oh, I'm excited. So that's it. 2016. Anyway. It's been a fun time. We will be coming all year on a yes. weekly basis. Killer content. Yep. Filmmakers drinking. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers, gentlemen. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.